0: We're going to actually continue um, the, our study of the, uh, the, the book of Samuel. So this morning is about the uh, 1 Samuel chapter 5, the whole chapter. All right, so I'm going to actually read to you um, Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 5. After the Philistines had captured the Ark of God, they took it from Ebenezer to Astor. Then they carried the Ark into Dagon's temple and sat it beside Dagon. When the people of Asdod rose early the next day, there was Dagon, fallen on his face on the ground before the ark of the Lord. They took Dagon and put him back in his place. But the following morning, when they rose, there was Dagon, fallen on his face on the ground before the ark of the Lord. His head and his hands had been broken off, uh, and were uh, lying on, uh, on the threshold, only his body remained. That is why to this day, neither the priests of the Dagon nor any others who entered uh, enter Dagon's temple at Ashdod step on the threshold. The Lord's hand was heavy on the people of Ashdod and its vicinity. He brought a devastation on them and afflicted them with tumors, uh, which is the abnormal mass of a uh, lump of tissue. When the people of Ashdod saw uh, what was happening, they said, The ark of God of Israel must not stay here with us, because His hand is heavy on us and on, our, uh, on Dagon, our God. So they called together all the rulers of the Philistines and asked them, What shall we do with the ark of the, uh, of the God of Israel? They answered, Have the ark uh, of the God of Israel moved to God. So they moved the Ark of God, um, of God of Israel. But after they had moved it, the Lord's hand was against that city, throwing it into a great panic. He afflicted the people of the city, both young and old, with an outbreak of tumors. So they sent the Ark of God to Akron. As the Ark of God was entering Akron, the people of Akron cried out, They have uh, brought the ark of the the God of Israel around to us to kill us and our people. So they called together all the rulers of the Philistines and said, Send the ark of uh, the God of Israel away. Let it go back to its own place, or it will kill us and our people. For death had filled the city with panic. God's hand was very heavy on it. Those who did not die were afflicted with tumors, and the outcry of the city went up to heavens. Right. So this is a continuation of uh, what Pastor Agus actually preached uh, last week uh, from the, uh, First Samuel 4. So the, um, just to give a, a bit of story, so the Ark of God was captured by the Philistines, all right? and the Philistines put the Ark of God in the temple next to their idol, which is Dagon. And then what they found the next day, um, the Dagon fell before the ark of God. All right, so they, they put it back. And then the following day, in the morning they found Dagon fell again. But this time the, uh, the, the head was cut off and uh, the, the arms also cut off. All right, and then and then more to that, more to that. At that time, the Philistines was actually uh, um, a lot of actual Philistines got what, what is called tumors. So t- uh, tumors is the, an excessive body tissue. Like you know, you've got tumors here, tumors there, tumors there, tumors there, tumors there. And these tumors actually cause uh, cause a lot of people to die. All right, so that that's the that's the, the story of first samuel uh, 5 now what is dagon dagon is actually one of the philistines god now the, the uh, dagon if you if you google very quickly uh, da, da, you will see that dagon actually simply like a mermaid so dagon actually uh, the half of the body uh, up is actually a body of a man and the other half is is uh, a body of fish exactly like mermaid alright, so, 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 unlike the shape of Dagon, it is not a god of fishery, but it's a, uh, it's a god of uh, crop uh, harvest, or crop uh, fertility, alright, so, so, the, the Philistines actually worship uh, this god, you know, for their, um, for their staple foods, you know, corn, or wheat, or whatever, all the harvest, so, they worship Dagon for that purpose, now, the, the interesting bit is actually when we actually go back to, to this story, why, why, uh, why Dagon actually fell, all right? So, so let's look at the, uh, the, the Ark of God first. So what is the Ark of God? Now, Pastor Agos actually mentioned this last week. So, uh, so the Ark of God is, is a shape of a, of, of a box. Roughly, it's about, uh, the, the, the length is about um, 1.3 meters. The width is about uh, 80 centimeters, and the depth is about 80 centimeters. So it's just like a box, all right? And then, oh, there you go. They've got the picture now. All right. <laughs> so and then it's got the, uh, the two um, locks as well as for people to carry. And then on top of the, uh, the cover, they've got these two cherubims, uh, which shape of angel, kind of like like that. All right, and the 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 ark of God is covered by solid gold inside and outside. All right. Now, there are uh, the purpose of the ark of God. If we look at the uh, from the from the Exodus 25:21 to 22, it said, uh, "This is actually what God's command back back in Moses' day: place the the cover on top of the ark and put in the ark." The tablets of the covenant law, and I will give you uh, and, uh, that I will give you there above the cover between the two cherubims uh, that are the, over the ark of the covenant law. I will meet with you and give you all my commands for the Israel. So, there, there are two purposes of the, the ark of God one is basically the, as a storage, as a storage for the uh, two tablets. All right, they put the two tablets of the uh, ten Commandments there the other purpose of the Ark of God is actually a meeting point so when, when we read the uh, the, uh, the the verses say I I will meet with you and give uh, give you all my commands for the Israel so back then back at Moses uh, era when God wanted to speak with Moses God actually uh, God appeared on top of the cherubim, sh- uh, on top of the cover of the ark so that, that's where God actually passed on all the commands to Moses, which Moses actually passed on to the to the Israel. So that's the problem. That's why Pastor Agus actually mentioned in the in the last week preaching the Ark of God is not the God Himself, but it is a symbol of God's presence. All right. So wherever the the Ark of God, that's where the the the, the God's presence is. All right. Now. So when we actually go back to the uh, to, to the story of the First Samuel five about when when Dagon actually fell in front of the uh, the Ark of God, there is there is actually uh, I'll, I'll give you a bit of his, uh, history. So back then the, the tribes they follow what uh, what we call um, uh, uh, polytheism. Polytheism is actually a belief of many gods. So, uh, so that's why if, if you uh, read the Old, uh, Old Testament, a lot of Old Testament, for example, uh, the Solomon's wife, they, they worship gods with S, a lot of gods. So all this, including the Philistines, they have many gods, and one of them is Dagon. Now, only the tribe of Israel have one single god, which is our god. That's, uh, that's what we call a monotheism. All right. now, So the, the, the belief back then is if, if a tribe actually in a war with another tribe and the, and the tribe actually won the war, they will take their God, the losing God, they will put the God in the temple next to the winning God. That's, that's their belief. So that's how they collect gods over the time. So they collect, and then they, 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 they position the gods according to their superiority. So, so the, the winning god will be probably at the, uh, the prime location, and then the losing god again, the losing god again, the losing god. And then over the time, they, they collect their gods. That's why they, they worship many gods. Now, what the Philistines did upset our gods so much. All right, because, because uh, before, uh, before that event, um, God actually uh, spoke to Moses in Exodus 20, verse 3 to 5. It say, you shall have no other gods before me. That violates straight away. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or uh, on the earth beneath or in the water below. You know that, that mermaid thing? All right? You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. So what Philist- uh, Philistine did by putting the ark next to Dagon, that really upset God, and God did something on that night. He made Dagon fail. And then when the to put back the Dagon, the next day, same thing happened. Dagon fell again. Now, I don't have to preach to you uh, saying uh, about God actually working. He did work, as you can see. He doesn't need our help to defend himself. He did it himself. And then we wonder whether God is actually working in our life. And then we wonder, where is God during the pandemic? He's working. Now, this morning I mentioned that I, I like the, uh, uh, the, the two paragraph of the Waymaker songs. God works. Even though I don't see it, God works. Even though I don't feel it, God works. Do we believe that? Yes. We don't see Him. We don't feel it sometimes, but he works. That's the proof. But this is the thing though: if God works, why He allowed the, the Ark of the tabernacle was taken from the Israel to the, uh, uh, by, by Philistines from the first place. If God works, why, why didn't He actually let the Ark of God stay uh, in, in Israel? Why it has to be taken by the Palestine? Wouldn't that be a bit embarrassing? Wouldn't that be a bit shameful? A god was captured. Now we, we learn something from uh, from uh, uh, from Israel. Now, if if we read the uh, the uh, the this is the, the the story of the ark. All right, in Exodus twenty six thirty three. This is uh, the, the command of God to Moses about the uh, tabernacle. Hang the curtain from the from the cleft and place the Ark of the Covenant law behind the curtain. The curtain will separate the holy place uh, from the most holy place in tabernacle. Let me explain this uh, a bit about this verse. So this verse is actually a command from God to Moses when Moses actually about to build the tabernacle or the house of God. All right, so, so God say, hey Moses, build me a house of God, build, uh, build me a tabernacle. And then in that tabernacle, there are three, three sections. One is where the Israel can gather, which is outside the building. And then there is also what they call a holy, holy place or holy room where the priest uh, can do whatever he needs to do. And there is also actually what they call the most holy place, which is at the back there. That's where the priest can only enter probably once a year to do some kind of uh, ceremony. Now, in the most holy place there, that's where God say, put the ark of God there. The ark of God is so sacred that it, that it, is, it, it can only be put in a specific place, in the most holy place where people don't, uh, don't just come in and go out every time. That's the only place where God will appear and speak to Moses and then tell whatever the command that, uh, that needs to be passed on to Israel. Now what Israel did at that time, they violate what God said. Now in the Pastor I just mentioned in the first Samuel 4, verse 3 last week. When the soldiers returned to the camp, the elders of Israel asked. Why did the Lord bring defeat on us today before the Philistines? Let us bring the ark of the Lord's covenant from Shiloh to to the battlefield so that he may go with us and save us from the hand of our enemies. So what happened is, so God already said to Moses back then, put the ark of God in the most holy place back there, in the tabernacle, and at that time, the tabernacle is actually in a city called Shiloh. All right? So, so it did say in the first. In the so Pastor Agus mentioned in the first Samuel verses 1, back a few weeks ago, Samuel grew up in the house of God in Shiloh. That's when Hannah actually prayed, in Shiloh. All right? So that's where, and then this, this smart guy suddenly have an idea, say that, oh, look, we just actually lost the war with the Philistine. Just to be sure, to be sure we don't lose again. Let's bring the Ark of God to the battlefield. And then, you know what? Because God actually with us, we, He will give us victory. That makes sense, right? And then what, uh, uh, um, as what Pastor I uh, said last week, they lost 4,000 people in the battlefield, initially. Now, if you read the whole through chapter 4, You will find initially they lost uh, 4,000 people before they bring the Ark of God. Then they bring the Ark of God to the battlefield. They go to the second war. In the second war, they lost 20,000 people. 20 or 30? 30, is it? Uh, Thanks for uh, that. 30,000 people. Now let me get it right again. Before they brought the Ark of God, they lost how many? 4,000. Then they brought the Ark of God, they lost 30,000. Doesn't make sense, right? What they thought supposed to fix their problem, suddenly becoming a problem. So why God allowed that to happen? So why God, even actually apart from the big loss? They, uh, he also allowed the ark of God was taken by the Philistines. The answer simply because what Israel did violate what he already said before. He did say, "Do not touch the ark of God. Let it uh, leave it alone in the most holy place in the tabernacle in Shiloh until somebody have a bright idea. Let's bring it out." Now, whether we realize or not, we do that quite often. When we pray, sometimes when we pray, we force God to actually give us what we want. We call it faith, right? We claim everything. I want big TV. In Jesus' name, that's mine. That's a nice house. In Jesus' name, I will have that next year. You buy a lotto, in Jesus' name, this is all the numbers that will come out. We call that faith. Now, I like, I like what, 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 what Jesus actually did when he actually prayed before he, he, he went to the cross. In Luke 22, verse 42, it said, Father, if you are willing, take the cup from me, You are not, uh, uh, yet not my will, but yours be done. Now, just remember, back then, Jesus was a human. He was a human God. As a human, as a human say, look God, Father, if possible, I don't want to go through this. He did say, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. But as a man of God, then he did say, yet not my will but yours be done but when we pray we only stop halfway we we just claim everything by faith right but in romans 10:17 it did say consequently faith comes from the hearing hearing the message and the message is heard Through the word about Christ. So when you say, I have faith, your faith has to be based on the word of God. It did say that. When you claim something by faith, it's by the hearing and the hearing of the word of God. And how do you know the the word of God? You read your Bible. So you just don't claim, this is mine in Jesus' name. This is mine in Jesus' name. This is mine in Jesus' name. If you read your Bible, it did say that, hey, by my stripe, by my blood, you are healed. That you can pray. When you see a sick person, you can pray, I believe and I have faith in the name of Jesus Christ, you are healed. Yes, you can do that. But we don't do that because we think, how about if he doesn't get healed? But if I actually claim this TV by my faith... No one will know, right? TV cannot complain, right? Do we have faith, a real faith? Every time we pray, every time we claim something, every time we ask God in our prayer, when we say, God, I want this, I want that, is that based on the word of God? That's what happened with Israel. They thought by just claiming God, by bringing the ark, God will give a victory. Guess what? Total loss. Because they didn't understand God had spoken. The ark stay in the tabernacle. So point number one, just learn something. Look. Look. Yes, claim things by faith, but your faith have to be based on the Word of God. Read your Bible so you know what is being promised by God over your life, over your parents' life, over your family, over your work, over your career. Don't just claim everything for the sake of what you want. Then you don't blame God if if He doesn't let you fulfill. For God... Losing the ark, that's just a symbol of his presence. That doesn't actually say that he, he was defeated. He did something in uh, in the in the temple of Dagon. He showed the Philistines, "I am God. Look at your God." All right. Next point. Um, the the second part of the First uh, Samuel five. If we read the First uh, Samuel five verse six. It said, "The Lord's hand was heavy on the people of Ashdod and in and its vicinity. He brought devastation on them and afflicted them with tumors." Now, I'm going to actually share with you the same verse from a different translation. All right, Uh, from the Living Bible, it said like this: "Then the Lord began to destroy the people of Ashdod." And the nearby villages with bubonic plague. All right, now I'm going to share another, another translation from the message. The message says this God was hard on the citizens of Ashdod, He devastated them by hitting them with tumors. This happened in both the town and the surrounding neighborhoods. He let loose rats. Among them, jumping from ships, there, rats swarmed all over the city, and everyone was deathly afraid. Now, let me actually let me let me explain these three different translations to you into one. So, we saw that the, uh, the when when the the ark of God was uh, with the Philistine a lot of people, a lot of philistines actually got tumors, all right? and, and these tumors actually causing death. All right. Now, when we actually read this, the, this tumor is caused by a plaque, uh, the, the, which is called bubonic plaque. Now, when I did a bit of research, what is bubonic uh, plaque? It was a bacterial infection that was transmitted by fleas that has been exposed to death rats. That's why the message say there are a lot of rats everywhere. So what happened when the ark of God was there, was in in the, in the, in, in, with Philistine, God actually sent a plaque uh, to the Philistines in a form of a lot of rats, rats everywhere. All right. And then when those rats, some of them died, when those died, their 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 dead body got exposed by bacteria, and this bacteria basically transmitted by fleas to human being, and then uh, when human actually catch it, they've got tumors. All right, and then they've got tumors, and then they are dying. All right, so because of all this chain link rats and everything. Now, so what's the what's the point of all these rats? Now, now this is just for your reference, only for your reference. So. Uh, next week, whoever actually going to preach in the, uh, for the first time was uh, sick, you will see there is a verse called This. The Philistine asked, What guilt offering shall we send to him? They replied, Five gold tumors and five gold rats, according to the number of the Philistine rulers, because the same plague has struck both of you and your rulers. Make models of the tumors and of the rats that are destroying the country and give the glory to Israel God. So what happened in the next chapter? This is just a preview. All right. So so the, the, the Philistines actually send back the Ark of God back to Israel with with a gift, with a, uh, what do you call it this morning? Compensation gift in the form of, um, uh, in the form of, you know golden rats <laughs> probably in the shape of mickey mouse i don't know uh, golden rats and golden tumors i don't know yeah, tumors in a, but yeah that's just that's just a reference that there are rats everywhere now this is the thing though if you remember uh, when, uh, when i start preaching i said that the uh, the this dagon god is in the shape of mermaid remember that and then and then i did say that this is actually a god of um, of harvest or a god of uh, crop uh, fertility right so so the all the harvest and everything now when when the ark of god was there rats destroy everything including the harvest all the philistines harvest the, the Bible says it everything. That's a way our God showing the Philistine: Look, your God is a God of harvest. Look at what He can do now—destroy everything. This is simply because the Philistine put the ark next to Dagon. Now, what, what does it actually translate to our life? Sometimes we do that as well, whether you realize or not. You may actually say, hey, William, I'm a, I'm a true blue Christian. I only have Jesus in my heart. And that's probably true. But sometimes we also have other gods in our heart. We put this other God next to our God. And God doesn't like it. What is other God? Other God doesn't mean that, uh, you know, other gods from other religion. Other gods could be your career. Other gods could be your family. Other gods could be your income. Other gods could be your belonging. Other gods could be your nice, fancy, red Ferrari. Other gods could be anything that you highly value. As if like it is actually, no one can touch it. This is my god. Do we have other gods? Because if we do, you do not want the God of Israel send rats to your life to get your attention back. Do we have other gods? Do we, do we, do we see that going to the church is not as important? It's probably better for me to go to shopping to Chaston or somewhere else. Are we comparing going to the church with, with our leisure time the same? Do we see that by working longer hours so we can get more money so we, uh, then we sacrifice our devotional time? Do we see that as other God's? Do we actually, just for the sake of our career, we we lost our integrity by lying or by cheating or by changing the numbers or by by adding another zero at the back? Do we have have, uh, other gods just for the sake of getting promotion? Do we have other gods by just thinking about, I want to collect money, 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 I don't care about tithing. Do we have other God next to our God? If we do, no wonder God sent rats in our life. I'm going to close with this, uh, two, um two closing points. The first one, just remember... Learn from the Israel. We need to know the word of God. Then we can actually pray properly. We can claim our faith properly. So we know we just don't claim this is mine in Jesus' name. So we know what to pray. Because faith comes from the hearing. And the hearing from the Word of God. And where do you get your Word of God? Read your Bible. Point number two, learn from the Philistines. Do not ever put another God in our heart. Whatever it is, your career, family, money, whatever. By the time you actually put another God, and then the Bible say, God is a jealous God. get your uh, your your, your attention back by sending rats. And you don't want that.